This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to another episode of How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and I'm sort of riding solo today. Gavin mailed it in. He said, I'm not coming to work on Friday. Rick, Dimitri, Ryan, they all did the same thing. So it's just myself here. I am ever reliable and consistent. And we also have the other the two most consistent people on our iHeart team here. We have Easton, our engineer Easton is riding shotgun with me. Easton, what's up, buddy? What's happening, Brooks? It's good to be here. Yes. And we also have Tori. Tori Bell, what's up, girl? I'm right here. Brought the snacks, the waters. Oh, dang. Tori Bell. The road trip. Producer Tori, kind of, what kind of snacks do you have? That sounds delicious. Let's start there. You know what? I'm more of the person that like runs into Trader Joe's and just goes for like the dried mango to oh. like the sweet and salty, like maybe like some peanut butter pretzels. Oh, yes. My favorite. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I got us covered. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to do this podcast in person together again. I miss both of you guys. Um, Easton, I also want to just touch on the hairdo. What's going on with the hair there? <laughs> Well, uh, for everyone at home listening, I have a luscious uh, head of thick, twisted ebony locks. Um, I have not cut my hair. I, you know, I, I the barber I go to, I pay through Venmo, so I was able to pinpoint the last day I got my hair cut, and that was November nineteenth, twenty nineteen. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, it's been a while. Um, so, what do we have to do to get you to go like a full year? <laughs> you know, I, actually, in high school, I had hair down to my shoulders. I looked like uh, I looked like Howard Stern, <laughs> but um, I uh, and I haven't had it that long in a really long time. I usually like I go pretty pretty short, uh, but I, I'm actually kind of into it. So um, I think I'm gonna go a couple more weeks and then get it trimmed because uh, it's pretty unruly right now. <laughs> but, it, but we gotta we, we gotta put this out to our How Men Think listeners <laughs> to see, to see if they want producer or engineer Easton to cut his hair or just let him rock it. I think I think you keep going with it. I think it's outstanding, and I think once that heat hits in LA, um, it's going to fluff up and be very voluminous. How do you say volume? Voluminous. <laughs> voluminous. Yeah, great volume in there, Easton. Well, we got to talk about but your speaking hair. Speaking of hair, yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say, Easton. What mine? Oh yeah, and if yeah, they you- follow you on Instagram, they already know. But you've made a pretty yes. drastic change. I so last time I went in. So for everybody listening, I just did a mohawk, a straight up savage mohawk. I haven't done a a mohawk like this since I was 19 years old. So it's been 17 years since I've done this. And so I went to, uh, I went to a buddy of mine up here in Idaho, uh, who's a barber stylist, like just a, an artist. And I went to him last week and I said, I want to do a mohawk, but I don't know how aggressive I want to go. And so he kind of did one, like it was just kind of a little bit of a mohawk. And I'm, I'm like, I got home and I'm like, nah, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. And so I went back to him today and I was like, Paul, let's go savage. Let's go straight mohawk. And so he just brought out the buzzer. He just wired the sides down, left the top long. Um, beard is still long. So um, I'm, I'm rocking like a, a Viking look right now. Kind of dig it. When I first saw you on Instagram, I was like, wow, that's, that's an aggressive haircut. Like, whoa. But then I, re- then I was like thinking about it going like, that, that's, that's a pretty hockey player thing to do. Like, I, I shouldn't be surprised, you know, like, like you're, you know, you're Brooks like you're a badass on the ice. Yeah. You got the yeah, you, make yourself, you try and make yourself look tough. Even if you're not <laughs> tough, you make, 
you just try and make yourself look tough so you have that intimidation factor um <laughs> uh, but i know summer's coming man i just want to do something fun and playful and um just wanted to switch it up so uh but speaking of switching it up i want to thank all of our how men think listeners for the endless amount of messages that i have received from you guys in response to the episode we did last week with scott evans about racism and that was one of my all-time favorite episodes it was one of my favorite conversations i've ever had in my life i learned i was educated um i became aware and i was changed scott literally changed my heart my mind my thought process and he challenged me in the most loving way to be better uh, and to challenge people in my community to be better as well. So if you haven't listened to that episode with Scott Evans, Scott is a wonderful human being, a light of joy in every room that he goes into. Please go back and reference the discussion that we had last week about racism and trying to seek and dismantle racism. Um, really amazing episode. I, he, Scott brought me to tears. I think that's only the second time on this podcast that I've cried. Um, but Scott's story brought me to tears and with everything that's current and relevant in the world today, um, please go listen to that if you haven't. And for everybody that's reached out to me, I'll try and get back to every comment I can, but thank you so much for the loving messages. The community has loved that conversation. It was difficult. It was deep. It was raw, but it was necessary. So just wanted to say thank you to you guys for the feedback on the show. We always appreciate when we hear from you guys. And speaking of that, Easton, we're going to have some fun today, aren't we? We are. We are. We're, we're turning the show over to the listeners today, <laughs> letting them take yes. the reins. Yes. So we have a couple people calling in with questions, and we I have no idea what their questions are. They're going to call in, and we're going to do our best as a podcast team to positively serve and impact these people calling in. So, Easton, do you have our first caller on the line? Yes, I do. Let's uh, let's bring her in. Okay, so excited to have our very first caller today. We have Allie with us. Allie, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Welcome to the How Men Think podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm yeah. very excited to be here. And we're excited to have you. Um, can you give us a little background information on you? Where are you? How old are, or how young are you, if you yeah. want to share um, what stage of life you're in, and then we'll get to what you're calling about. But where are you currently? I am in Denver, Colorado. Um, I am 35 years old, and I'm sitting here with my dog, who actually has a cone around his head, because he has oh, surgery, so my heart. hopefully he doesn't interrupt. Um, but yeah, I am at a stage in life actually where I just recently left my full-time position in athletics and recreation at the University of Denver, and I'm pursuing some other ambitions of mine, um, mostly day trading and then also um, trying to become like personal trainer, nutrition coach, some different different things at Good. 35. So. Okay. First off, I want to give you a massive high five. High five to you. Thank you. I I absolutely love, I, it fires me up and I love when people bet on themselves. It's tough. I will yeah. say 
It's yeah. not easy, especially, I mean, I can see either maybe in like early twenties when you're just trying to figure it out or a later stage of life, but right in the middle. Um, I mean, at late twenties, I went through a divorce, which kind of changed my perspective on everything in life. And um, so here I am trying to. Okay. So how long have you been pondering this switch and when did you make this pivotal moment, like make this pivot in life? I made the switch probably a year and a half ago or so. Um, I have to say my father, who is here in town with me, he he's on the day trading side. Um, and he kind of gave me the push to do it with him. But I have found now a year and a half later that it's a very individual endeavor and trying to um, figure that out on my own and where I fit along with doing it with your father at this stage in life is also not the easiest. Yeah, um, but it's been great to be able to spend time with them too. I mean, just with all the craziness going on right now, I mean, the university I was working at here in Denver just did massive layoffs yesterday. So I'm getting all these texts of my friends that I mean, people who work there 20 plus years that are losing their jobs. And here I am at least feeling like I'm doing things I want to be doing and hopefully can make work. So, so you've been in the new venture for a year and a half. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> New yeah. things keep, that was more the day trading, the whole um, personal training, nutrition coach, that's come up about really just during this, the last few months stuck at home was really, really my like, what do I want to do when all this is over and what am I passionate about? And I need something to keep my brain busy. So it was like, why not? Otherwise I probably would have never done it. And I can't imagine if I hadn't done that. Yeah. So you, but you have a background because you worked in athletics and recreation, right? Yeah. So you, you have a background in, in movement and wellness. Yep. Yep. I've been a hockey player my whole life. And yes, Ellie, yeah. my girl, <laughs> what position? Um, any forward, mostly center, center wing, whatever. Oh yes. You're a skater. You're probably so, a good skater. At, at five, I'm only five two. So most people are like, what? You played hockey? Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. Are you a Colorado avalanche fan? I am. I actually, I grew up here. Uh, there aren't too many Denver natives anymore, but I actually was fortunate enough to grow up down the street from Peter Forsberg and he was my idol before I moved down the street. So I then got to know him and he would take me to practice with him. And so I, I mean, I was so lucky, but yeah. That is Allie. I'm so jealous. That is the coolest thing ever. Peter was a, one of my favorite players. Yeah. Because he was incredibly talented. He was an all-world talent. But the thing I admired the most about Peter was his absolute fierce competitive spirit. Yep. He was an absolute competitor. He had those eyes, right? He had those eyes that were just like, you could see he was locked in and he was just... So did you ever play against him? I played against him, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was awesome because I used to play him on my... Sega Genesis. I used to have pictures of him on my wall. Yep, like me too. <laughs> was massive influence. I wore number twenty-one, and Peter yep. was number twenty-one. Me too. Uh, yeah. So that's amazing. Um, how can we best serve you today, Allie? Well, that's a good segue. Actually, my question is hockey-related. Um, awesome. Yeah, because I've been. I sit here. I mean, as a female growing up in hockey, like the Stanley Cup was always out of sights for me. Yeah. Like I was even fortunate enough to go to a party with the cup and like get to hold it. And I remember seeing like seeing the kids around that were male that would like not touch it. Cause that was just like, until you get sure. to raise it, but that, so I have a different like gender perspective. 
But so I'm curious if you were still playing hockey like this season with all this craziness going on and all of a sudden like your season ends mid-season, would you like truly hear what June 11th want to go back and finish the season that would be shortened? I'm guessing playoffs wouldn't be your like historic seven game series. Like how would you feel like, would you truly want to go back and would winning the cup this year be the same as any other year? Uh, truthfully in a heartbeat right now, let's play tomorrow. Let's start okay. now. Yeah. Like it's the same competitive desire to win. Um, and I, I actually, I actually really enjoy when circumstances get messed up. Different. Okay. So I think this season, this season is obviously unique, right? With the black swan event of coronavirus and like yeah. this season is unlike any in the hundred plus year history of the NHL. That being said, they're still going to award a Stanley cup winner. And if even three years out of the game, if they said, Brooks, come play tomorrow, I'm in right now. Right now. I love it. There, It was one of the greatest honors of my life to every single day be able to compete for the Stanley Cup. Oh, I can imagine. I, I mean, I remember as a, a girl growing up, I mean, 20 plus years ago, when like they told me I couldn't win the Cup, I was like, well, why not? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be heartbreaking. Um Female hockey is there's the world championships, there's the Olympics, there's college. Um, but yes, female hockey does not have. Yeah, a- I just can't even imagine. I mean, I love and growing up around like Forsberg and being, I mean, I just can't even imagine like that, just striving for that. Have you ever thought of getting involved with the Avs? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've done a ton of work. Like my first job out of college was actually in the central hockey league down in Amarillo, Texas of all places. Yeah. Um, which was tough because you're competing against high school football that draws 40,000 people. Um, so, I mean, I've worked in hockey. I truthfully, I think I, and that's partly why I got out of athletics and recreation is I think I enjoy it so much as a hobby that I started to lose sight of like, I had to work games every Friday, Saturday night for so long. I didn't any longer want to go see them. And like, I don't, I don't know. So I I think I'm more, I don't know that I want to work in hockey. I think I'm probably leaning more towards like coaching hockey, giving back. to. That's how, that's how I feel too, Allie, because the, I always thought I loved the sport. I always said, I love hockey. I love hockey. Um, And I did. But once what I found out after I was released and my career ended was that I was actually in love with the competition. Interesting. And the platform was just hockey. Yeah. Once the competition, the the world-class competition was removed from it, the sport didn't have as much appeal to me. I haven't been on the ice since the day I was released. Really? It's been three years. That like blows my mind. <laughs> I skated I skated 340 days a year. And then you haven't been on the ice since? In three years, I haven't been on the ice since Thanksgiving Day when I was released in 2017. Um, because the, and it, it's sort of a hole in my heart. Truthfully. I was going to say, is that like an emotional thing you think that S- somewhat of there's, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm still processing going through it. Um, one, the first, first and foremost is that without that competition for the Stanley cup, 
to compete with and against the best in the world without that present it just is it's like not the same it's not the same so i could go play i could go play a pickup game i could go i could be on the ice tomorrow tonight if i wanted to um i have my equipment like i i could but without that intense competition and the drive to be the best in the world at it i i'm not pulled to it and i hope someday that i'm pulled back to the game and the that way changes. what's that 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 changes yes because truthfully there's so much i still want to give like i spent my whole life i spent 35 years trying to master excellence in this craft and i don't want that to just die with me i want to be able to pass that on so whether it's whether i have kids and introduce them to hockey or just getting involved with some youth programs I believe for me to be involved with hockey again is going to be through children. And that is, I will say like my stepson, he's 11 and he's actually a goalie. And that has been like the coolest and his mom and dad aren't hockey people. So this has kind of been like my journey with him. Yeah. And like, I will say I did not realize how seeing even like through a different position's eyes has been like, the most fun and coolest thing I could ever like I go watch and now I'm watching it from the goalie's eyes and I'm like oh my gosh I need to like go thank every goalie that I ever played for because <laughs> I look at this and it completely so I would say I mean I truly do hope for you because there is I mean it think of us who never had the opportunity even to like ever win the cup mm -hmm. but, yeah don't let this don't let that ruin the sport for you because there is so much I have to say, I even, this is funny, but back, it was probably January, I think one of your guys' shows, you were talking about, like, challenging people to, like, do something different for, I don't know if it was, like, New Year's resolution or, like, what do you, like, what are you doing different going into the new year? Yep. And so I had started, like, before you said that, I had started writing letters to people I didn't know, like, as a means of maybe thinking through something from a different perspective or like famous people or that yeah. like they'll never. So I actually wrote after you talked about like doing these different things, I actually wrote you a letter that's Did about you? like when you were talking about having a hard time getting over, like not playing hockey, I'd have to dig it up, but like that was months ago, but wow. it was about like giving back to hockey and that I hope there's like more for you with the sport yeah i thank you that's so thoughtful and kind i would love to can you um send it to me just send yeah. it to me on um on my instagram or yeah. just, just dm me on instagram and i'll, okay. I'll find I'll, you i'll have to find it but yeah, yeah. i'd love to read it um that's very thoughtful thank you there's actually just today i met a young boy um who was a hockey player and he was nine his name was beckham and uh just made me think that I should be back in that space that my, my heart is alive in that space. I mean, and I will tell you, I felt a little bit probably of what you're saying when like two, I mean, as a female, again, like the only thing I had to look up to, I don't even think like the Olympics women's hockey was in the Olympics when I started playing, but yeah. through high school, the 98 Olympic women's team that won the gold was like my first, Oh, there's something that I could do, which I obviously never made it to that. But I through some people I know, I think it was two years ago, um, the 98 team was getting together up in Aspen, Colorado here for like a charity event. And they were playing against another team. 
And so they happened to need some skaters on the team with the 98 Olympians. So I got asked to do it. And I will tell you, like, putting on a USA hockey jersey was, like, the weirdest thing ever because I was, like, I never made it. Like, I'm not playing in the Olympics, but I'm, like, wearing this jersey with my idols, which was, like, so exciting, so overwhelming. Like, I didn't know how to feel. It was, like, this is a strange moment that I like wasn't super excited about at first, but now, I mean, then I had time to reflect, but it was kind of that same. It wasn't like the moment I, I wished I could have had. Yeah. I think, that's, I think that's so cool though. Like I've represented Canada twice in international competition in the world junior championships and then the men's world championships. I never played in the Olympics, but I played in the other two, the junior and the men's junior and senior men's um, world championships. And Pulling your your country's jersey over your head and you look that's different. I can't even like fathom when I did it just to like play in this game, I was like, oh my god, what would that moment be like? It's it's like that. It's exactly that. It's but here's the thing, Ali, is you you deserve to pull that jersey over your head. Just as the ladies who made the Olympic oh, yeah, yeah. deserve to. You know, we're when we when we play. We represent every single person that loves the sport, that grew up all across our nation. We represent everybody. You're part of the fabric of us being there, you know. So you have as much, um, as much right to wear that jersey as we do. It's completely equal, you know. Well, you need to keep wearing the jersey. Don't but, let the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. If you're gonna give that advice, right? Truthful, truthfully, the other reason why I haven't moved back into the sport of hockey is I spent 35 years inside a rink. Mm -hmm. I'm also really curious at this time, what else is out there in my life? That's fair. What else is there in the world that I'm interested in? Let me try things. Let me try this podcast. Let me see if this is something that interests me. Let's see. Let me just kick tires. As you pivoted in your life, you're like, ah, I want to try something new here. Same goes for me. I know that hockey's there. I know that's a lane I could be in, but I'm also curious on what are my other curiosities? What other things am I good at? What other things really fascinate me and do I want to learn? How can I do something different to impact and serve people? Um, so that's been one of the reasons I want to give that ample time instead of just going right back into the same thing I always knew. Yeah, that's fair. So how else can we help you, Allie? We have like a minute or so left. How else can, can we serve your mission or any other questions you want to ask? Oh, I don't know that if I necessarily have any questions. I, I mean, I guess I'll say like from listening to you guys, if you guys, if all the like main players on the show were to like, this is going to sound really weird, but okay. like if you guys all had a baby, I would be like the child of the show. It's like hockey player, aspiring musician, songwriter, which yeah. I've really been trying to do in this time. Like, you guys talk about, I've been married, I've been divorced, I have stepkids, I've had fertility issues. Like, everything you guys talk about, I'm like, that has been me. So it's been really cool to, like, hear you guys talk about that because not a lot of men go down that road, so. Thank you. I, I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate you listening. And that's why we wanted to start this podcast. I, in my life, am guilty of not opening up, not talking about emotions, stuffing everything, um, internalizing everything. Probably most men can kind of relate to that. And 
I wanted to step into this space and the other guys as well, because it's, it's practice for me. This is my personal development is practice for me. I'm, I'm exercising a muscle to open up, to be more vulnerable, to share my heart. Um, and thankfully all four of the other guys have met me there, you know? And so we try to have conversations that are real. We try to have authentic, deep, raw, genuine, let's dive into what men don't talk about. Men usually talk about things, the game, the truck, politics. They talk about things. They don't talk about what's going on in our hearts and what's going on in our lives. And, um, yeah, I'm married to one. So, <laughs> yeah. So get him to listen to this show. Get him. We should get him on. Maybe we should get him on. Oh, that would be amazing. I can't imagine what he like. You ever want a challenge of someone who like he's German. He, he just turned 50 this year. So he's a little bit okay. older. He is like, I mean, awesome guy. Obviously I'm married yeah. to him, but like. You want a challenge, try and pick through him. That'd be awesome. <laughs> okay, we could have him on. Um, but um, I just thank you so much for listening. Thank you. It means yeah. when, when people reach out to us and say they listened to the show or they were moved or impacted by something we did on the show. And, and also just thank you so much for the hockey question. There's so You're much. Yeah. Thanks for talking about it. <laughs> yeah. And I wish you the best. And I wish your abs the best. They're a fantastic team. They're fun. They're having a good year this year. So. <laughs> They're so fun to watch. They have such some young studs that are just amazing hockey players. So um, I love that you called in about hockey. A lot of people will call in about music. So Gavin gets a lot of questions, but I love that you called in. About I do. Hockey. I do. Music is my other love, but hockey will always be there. So awesome. Thank you so much, Ali. We appreciate it. And I'd love if you could send me that letter, if you get a, send a picture and I'll respond to you. And I'd love to read that. Thank you for your thoughts, your sentiments. Thank you for listening. Sending you love on your journey, Allie. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you. Bye. Bye. Always love to hear from our listeners. We read your DMs, but also you can call us um, with your questions at one 430 And we have a caller on the line right now who's been, God bless her heart, she's been on hold for a million years. Um, but we have Helinda with us. Helinda, welcome to How Men Think. How are you? Hi, I'm good. It's, been, it's only been over an hour, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I apologize. I'm so sorry, but I'm here to help you as best I can. Helinda, what is your question? Um, life post grads on my mind a lot. So how do I, like, being on my own two feet and, like, officially moving out, I think I want to get a, start a career in another state and then just like building my life from there um it's actually a very exciting time Helinda. it's actually i know it's very scary um i'm trying to reference like my own experience i remember when i moved away from home i was i had just turned 16 when i moved away from home to pursue hockey and i remember i remember not being ready for it I remember being away from my parents for three weeks or a month. I was playing hockey and I loved it, but I remember I was, I was crying in the basement. I was crying because I missed my family so much. And I wrote a letter to my parents um, and basically said, I'm coming home. I'm ready to come home. I can't do this. This is too hard for me. Um, I want to come home. And I put it in my desk drawer in my bedroom and I just never ended up mailing it. And I don't know why I didn't, 
but somehow I found the courage to continue on. There was, there was a dream. I had the dream of playing in the National Hockey League, and I knew that that dream would die if I went back home. And so I had to find the courage to continue on. And I believe that all of that is within you. I fully believe that all of that is within you as well. Yeah. I fully am. And I wish I could lay out, Helinda, for you steps. I wish I was better and I could lay out exact steps. This is what I did and then this is what I did. I don't have that for you right now. But I do feel and firmly believe that everything you need is within you. And I actually really feel that you're going to be actually more than okay. The world, if you, if you, I think there's two ways to, to view the world. You view it as something fearful or you, you view it as something as a, of an opportunity. And I hope that you're able to adopt this sort of uncertainty as an opportunity versus an obstacle. Yeah. Are you able to have this conversation with any friends or family members, anybody close in your life that you can trust to, to open up and share this? Like, this is what I'm really struggling with, and can, can I just voice my concerns and have you listen? And then I would love if you had any solutions to provide or advice to provide. Um. I do, but I guess what I want to do is like a little different than what my family's done. I'm first generation American, so the universities, I'm still in university, and that's not something they've really gone through. I have my older brother um, and my godmother, but. So are you the first member of your family to go to university? Kinda, yeah, in my household. In your household? Uh, my brother, yeah, my brother, he's going too, but, you know. Are you feeling a burden of responsibility of that no. you have this amazing opportunity and, and feeling the weight of it within your household because maybe you are the first to go to university and there's an expectation that may come with that? No, it's not so much that. It's more like I know what I want to do, but, like, I just don't know, like, what steps to take. I don't know how. I feel like when that day comes, because um, there's a lot of stuff to figure out and plan out. Like, the first thing to do is find a job and then find an apartment and then find a car. Um because I'd like to move out of state from where I am. Okay, so so the the how the how yeah. really trips a lot of people up. The how uh, the how stops people in their tracks, you know. And I I like and it's it's a barrier of entry that that resilient people push through, and that stops other people in their tracks. And it makes me think of. Um, I can't remember which U.S. president was it, but he said, we're going to send a man to the moon. We're going to put a man on the moon and bring him home safely. And he didn't know how. He didn't know how, but he knew what he wanted to do, and they wanted space exploration. They wanted to be the first country to land on the moon. So the, he knew the what, 
and then he 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 challenged the nation and his people to figure out the how. But as long as you know the what and you believe in the power of the what and the why, so you know what you want to do. You want to be let's let's even start there. You want to be in apparel merchandising. Is that what you want to do? You want to move yeah, out of state? I heard you say that. Yeah, I want to like. <laughs> That's like fashion-related production merchandising, um, even like life and style, home goods, like anything in design like that. That's what I want to do. Okay, so that's wonderful because a lot of people don't know what they want to do. Myself, I'm I'm kind of included in that. I don't know what I want to do with my life right now. So um, that's wonderful that you know you what you want to do. And then you also said you want to move out of state. So which state do you currently live in, and which state do you think you might want to move to? Well, um, I live in Kansas, and I'm okay. thinking Florida. I feel like Florida's a good Why? start. But, okay, um, Why Florida? What's appealing to you about Florida? Um, I, I think it's a good a city that's a good start for me, where I could find work in. Um, I feel like cities like Los Angeles and New York City, like that's too, I guess, far out there for me to start out in. Okay. I think I think ending my career in New York, I think a, a few decades from now, I'd like to maybe be somewhere in New York. Cool. Okay. But Florida would be probably a good place to start. Awesome. That's fantastic. And I, I have no judgment. I don't think one is better than the other. I was just curious. Okay, so you live in Kansas. You want to move out of state, and, and Florida is kind of on your radar. Now, my next question is, why do you want to create this life? Why do you want to be in design and apparel merchandising and all of that? And, and why is it important to you that you pursue this? Why not give this well, up? Yeah, um, it's something I believe we all have our gifts, whether it's math or science or athletics. Mine is in, like, I've always loved anything artistic, anything in design that's since I was a kid, I knew that's what I liked. I knew that's what I enjoyed, and I knew that's what um, I got praised for. So, yeah. so since I was a kid, I, I had this idea, and I'm evolving that I, that dream, I guess, into this big goal that I have at the end. Um, that's amazing. So it's something that's I've amazing. always I've known since I was a kid. I've, I enjoyed. That's amazing. So, in your in your in in your life, because what we're all seeking truly is happiness. What you would be happy. The reason why you want to pursue this is that it would make you happy and fulfilled and expressed, and you're good at it. Yeah, and yeah, I, I like my work to be out there and have like my vision sort of come to life and have that be admired by the public, I guess. Okay. So what happens if you don't do this? I mean, I have the drive for it. I feel like if it's a no brainer that you just want to keep getting up and doing something, which that's me. I, I I don't want to settle. Um, I don't really have a plan B, uh, at least I don't think I do, but I know um, what it 
I know it takes time, and I know it's, no one starts at the top, which it, I feel like as a, as a young girl, I put pressure on myself to, like, get things done quickly, but it's about doing things correct for you in your life, not getting it done fast. And Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. Things happen when they're supposed to, not when you want them to. Um, I've actually been reading a lot on that, Kalinda. I've actually been, that exact thing that you just mentioned, I've been reading a lot on that. Um, and what I've been reading is, it's called the, uh, the Law of Least Effort. Um, nature, the tree will become the tree when the tree is meant to become the tree, but rest assured it will fill, fulfill its entire potential when it's supposed to. It does not rush, you know, it does not force itself. It just grows as it's naturally supposed to grow. And just some some of the laws of nature, I've been observing those, trying to apply them to my own life, and it's taken the pressure to accelerate everything, which we put on ourselves. Um, We're achievers. We desire to achieve, so we put this pressure on ourselves to accelerate things, and it's kind of taken that pressure off that what will be will be just by nature. So I love that you're 22, almost 22, and you have that mindset already. I'm just learning this, and I'm 36. So you're 14 years ahead of me, girl. You're doing great. Um, I also want to touch on one thing. The reason why I asked you is what happens if you don't do this? Um, One of the main components of my drive and my engine to achieve my goals in my life was I was completely terrified of what my life would look like if I did not pursue my goals and dreams and aspirations to the absolute furthest possible point. I was terrified if I gave up yeah. on, you know, I, there was uncertainty of whether or not I would actually achieve them, but I was terrified on giving on what my life would be like if I gave up on them. So I said, I'm going to exhaust all possibilities, all ounce of effort, every intention and intensity, everything I can muster into it, I'm going to put into it, and I'm going to pursue it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least I didn't give up on it. And I did it, and I lived my dream for 15 years, and still am to a degree. Still am living my dream that I wake up and I get to choose what I do in this world. That's truly my dream. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what does your life look like if you don't pursue that? I was terrified of what mine would look like and how I would feel. And so I got after it. Have you given that any thought, how you will feel, what life will look like if you aren't able to pursue this as you dream about it? Yeah. Um, I think at my age, that end goal won't, won't be anything different. It might evolve a little bit as I grow and I learn and I change throughout, like, until I graduate. Um, but, yeah, I think I would feel unaccomplished. I'd feel like I'm not at my end goal. Um, I, I don't know what that would look like. I think... Uh, I don't think I'd be fully satisfied because 
I do know what I want. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure yeah. what that would look like. But it's Maybe scary, like, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's got so truthfully, I think like for me, it was more scary to imagine my life if I didn't pursue my dreams than the fear that was present with going after the uncertainty of trying to achieve my dreams. I had to move away Mm -hmm. from my parents, move away from my brother and sister at the age of 16. That terrified me. But that fear was less than the fear of what would my life look like if I didn't pursue my dreams as far as I can possibly take them. So somewhere in there, I was able to find the courage to continue on. And I believe that you have the same courage, Helinda. I firmly believe that you do. So I think you are, I think you're wonderfully poised for success and you're going to do great things in the world, Helinda. You got a fan here. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. I'm going to let you go for today, but I can't wait to see what you do in the world. And the next house that I buy, I'm going to call you and have you interior your design, the whole thing. I'm also even probably worse at picking out clothes and like fashion. So I need help in all regards, Linda. Yes, I'll do that. Okay, deal. Okay, um, I wish you all the best and much love to you. Thank you for the call. Thank you for your patience. Um, and please call in again and let us know how you're doing. Thank you. I'll do that. And I'll follow not just only the How Men Think podcast on Instagram, but I'll follow you on Instagram. I love it. I appreciate it, girl. Okay, well, send me a message at any time. I try and be of service. I try and use my platform and connect with as many people as I possibly can. So send me a message. I'll help you in any way I can. Um, and I wish you all the best, Melinda. Thanks for calling. Thank you. It was awesome. Okay. Awesome. Okay, have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was so much fun. Man, I love when our listeners call. The reason I got into this podcast is because I want to do something to impact and serve and positively help people's lives. I hope I was able to do some of that today. Um, but I love, I love bridging the gap. I love instead of just me talking to you guys and you hearing me through the speaker, I love when I get to talk to you guys uh, and we, we bridge that gap. It's a two-lane highway. So anybody out there that has questions, comments, topics of discussion for us, please give us a call at any time. This is our number, 1-888-430-1777. Once again, the How Men Think podcast line, 1-888-430-1777. So give us a call with your questions. Leave us a voicemail if you don't get us, but give us a call with your questions, your comments. And we also just want to hear what you guys want us to debate. What do you want to hear guys talk about? What do you want to hear a perspective of ourselves or how can we help you? Um, Please let us know. Use that number there and we'll get in touch. So thank you to everybody that tuned in, listened. Thank you to our callers. Thank you to our community. Easton, thank you to you. Tori, thank you to you. And hopefully next week we have Ryan, Rick, Dimitri, and my buddy Gavin with us. So Till next week, take care of one another, love one another, and we'll see you right back here for another episode of How Men Think.